A podcast network. I cannot, like, it's going to end. I got to be honest, this was one of my favorite books. Hello. I don't know why I said it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. And welcome to Two Movie Nerds. Because we're congested. And we're dirts. I'm Dirt. sorry. There's two of us. We don't sound like that. We're not, not becoming that guy from The Simpsons yet. It um, just sounds like a kid with allergies to me. It does. I mean, it sounds like me when I was seven before whatever age I found out I was allergic to cats. What a turning point in my youth. And yet at some point in life, you lived with what? Three cats? Four cats. I'm a masochist. That's uh, insane. I live for pain. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently you live for congestion and post-nasal drip. Yeah. The, what's crazy is uh, all of those cats killing me. The roommate, far more unbearable. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, mm. We're here. Okay, listen. Couple, couple housekeeping things before we, we get into our running of our filthy, filthy mouths. You guys, if you've been listening, you know. this is We're coming to the end of Half-Blood Prince. This is our last book episode. And then, of course, on Saturday, you'll get us bitching about the movie, which we all love. Let us know what you hate about them. Tweet at us at Two Filthy Nerds. Um, yeah, we've got one year at Hogwarts left. This is like high I don't even think it's going to be a year at Hogwarts. Are they going to even be there? I don't. I mean, we saw and we'll talk about it. But, you know, Harry says at the end of this book, he's not going back. Yeah. So, but so how's he, how are they going to graduate? Uh, high school dropout, Harry. Yeah, no Hermione's one's never going to live that down from the beginning. Yeah, she's just going to. I feel like what an internal struggle. But we'll we'll see how they manage it. We're going to start that, but we are going to do a fun little palate cleanser in between. Uh, so next week, look forward to some reviews of David Bowie films. Uh oh. Yes, one is obviously a. Uh, cult classic that many of you may love that I have not seen. Nicole loves. Obsessed. Labyrinth. Yeah. You haven't seen Labyrinth? I mean, Labyrinth is... Andy, we're recording here. I don't need to be... People in my home... I'm in their home. The point is, I'm being heckled on all sides for not having seen the Labyrinth. It is is a life-changing movie. It, It is a movie that you will never forget. Was this like an iconic part of your childhood? For sure. Think of- For sure. If I think of movies that left an impression on me when I was a child, Never Ending Story, Labyrinth, um, Fantasia, and The Princess Bride. Oh, and Spaceballs. Wow, of course. Um, we've got to start peppering in. We've got to, we talked about at some point starting to pepper in Mel Brooks as palate cleansers. I think also Robin Williams' palate cleansers yeah. would be fun. Uh but so next week, look forward to a, a palate cleanser of David Bowie films. So if you would like to watch those along with us, maybe you haven't seen them before or you love them, we will be watching those with patrons on our Patreon uh, Friday evening. We're going to do Labyrinth Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then next Saturday, uh, not the Saturday coming up. Obviously, this is the weekend following you guys listening to this episode. But that Saturday, we will be doing The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is kind of an obscure one that not everybody knows. I haven't even seen that. It's older. It's from the seventies. Uh, I hear it's just kind of like a really weird sci-fi movie. So if you want to watch it with us, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds to get involved with the movie watches, but also, uh, to be right here with us when we're recording these episodes live, we've got patrons. You can shoot off questions and talk shit with the patrons. Yeah. Live in the chat right now. They're, um, Someone is looking forward to me seeing that Troll King crotch for the first time. Can't wait to find out what that means, Labyrinth. Uh, Yeah, so we've got that going on and a lot of other fun stuff. Plus, we still have our grand prize drawing for you to be entered in. We are not giving up hope for the future. Theme parks as a whole, in a fun way, will come back. I know they're still open in Florida. And honestly, if I had my druthers, we would do the Florida Harry Potter world. But we have a big Harry Potter. uh, I mean, maybe flights will be so cheap. I mean, listen, we don't know what the future holds. Or maybe we, we could, could do something where we're like, hey, you know what? We'll talk about this later. I have we'll ideas. We'll talk about this later, but I, I also have ideas because uh, I have to say the one and 
pales in comparison. But we are we are rambling on about the housekeeping. We haven't even gotten to running our mouths. Yeah, you're gonna. This is a running. This is a topic I picked because yeah. I am obsessed with it. Yeah. Well, bring us in. All right. So I don't usually like some hot celebrity goss, you know, some tea, some celeb tea. Yeah. Never not, like it. You're not, not captivating okay magazine. It's never like- been my thing. Like if I ever, you know, was at a place where there was a waiting room where they had magazines, you know, before smartphones, before I actually had to like, you know, pay attention to the world around me, I would never read those magazines. They just did nothing for me. Yeah. But I mean- this story is mwah, it has all the things you want in a good story. So Hilaria Baldwin, the wife of Alec Baldwin, <laughs> has basically been for the last decade using a Spanish accent, telling people she was from Spain. Multiple publications said she was from Spain and she's not from Spain. There are a bunch of people who have come forward who went to school with her and they're like, I mean, she was really nice in school, but she wasn't, she didn't she have a Hillary. Spanish accent. She was Hillary. And apparently like, her way, school in Boston. Yeah. By the way, she's doubled down and she's like, I spend time between here and my family in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we all, we all pick up language and accents from our summer homes. Hilaria. Mm-hmm. I just, this is Rachel Dolezal level hilarity. It's Hilaria. It's uh, truly. But. I don't know. And here's it. I'll say this. I pick up somebody's accent after talking to them for five minutes. It's a vi- like I have a really weird habit of like, it's like this. <laughs> I At think no there's some point. subconscious part of my brain, like animalistic caveman brain that is like, I need to sound like them for safety. They need to keep me in their tribe. I, like, I don't know what that was. That was I, me. By the way, I love how you're referring to people as tribes. Um, the. <laughs> You and I could be a potential tribe. Uh, yes, the uh, the all the Irish tribes I've tried to join. <laughs> but don't you think it's more of like a momentary thing versus a you know a ten year long ruse? Oh, absolutely. But it's like you're not leaving that moment for days afterwards, speaking with a British accent. Look, do I think she's crazy? Yes. But who among us doesn't know some asshole who went to Europe for a month and came back and they had an accent for like the next three weeks? Yeah, and everybody talks shit about them. I think she the, the problem in this story is that she has bad people in her life who've been enabling her. Yeah, well, let's just for a second, while we're throwing stones at the Baldwin household, take a moment to acknowledge that Alec Baldwin very clearly has a put-on affect in the way he speaks. Nobody organically speaks like that big of an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Nobody's has, like, he, he has an I, asshole uh, accent. I, w- I just have a few things that I would like to cover. Nobody, you're like... So her phone voice happens to be that of a Spanish flamenco dancer. But here's, it's more than the accent. She there was one clip that is going around that is the funniest thing ever where it's her on a cooking show <laughs> and she turned her Spanish accent up full tilt. She's like, and then at some point she's explaining what's in the recipe. And then she looks to the, a bowl of cucumbers no. and goes, uh, oh, how do you say in English uh, cucumber? You didn't just forget the name of a fucking cucumber. You fake ass bitch. While she was speaking English, but with the, if she had been speaking Spanish the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That I could may, maybe. Oh, no, and by maybe. the way, I'm so, why didn't she say, como se dice? How do you say, uh, say? cucumber? She's one of those people who's like, I only dream in Spanish. Like wow. people who are bilingual, they're like, mm, yeah, I like, okay. Are, that is a real thing, according to my French teacher. That's how you know you've become bilingual is when you start dreaming in the well, other language. I want to know. I want to know if this bitch dreams in Spanish. Here's the thing. Why? I guess I know. I know what the answer to this is. Why is her sometimes bringing in some sp- Spanish flair? Different than, uh, how do you say Happy New Year? Hogsmeade? 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 
Why is that okay? Um, uh, because I'm Jewish. If she is Spanish, she's not she, Spanish. She does have they, are, they. She has family in Spain. Yeah, no, no, no. There, no one's from there. They just go there often because they love it, and now they live there. No one was born in Spain. I thought she had family. Are you sure? I'm almost I'm, sure. I mean, I'm now. You're making me doubt myself. There are so many things wrong besides the accent. Okay. There's Look, I'm this, just being devil's advocate. I know it's stupid. Up. She, she has been publications published things where she does interviews and in interviews, they're like, you know, when did you start doing this? She's like, well, when I moved from Spain to this country, her parents like, live in Spain. I know, but she never, she grew up in Boston. She went to college in Boston. Is there something to be said? Look, I want to be clear. I'm with you. I think this is nuts. I'm nuts. trying to find some sort of thing to cling on to here. And I think I did. If you'll just stay with me for a minute. I think our producer, Sam, went to school in Boston. We've all been to Boston. I think I could see a world where someone is just so desperate to not be lumped in as a person from Boston. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of great things about it, but then you just go like, oh, Mark Wahlberg poked out a Vietnamese kid's eye or whatever he did. Uh, that what? for sure wasn't it. Remember, he was like part of a hate crime as a kid. Boston is notoriously racist. I did not know that about Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Is that I, what the Funky Bunch did? They walked around doing hate crimes? Yeah. They're like, this is funky as they beat someone to death. And they're <laughs> Let's like, poke out a Vietnamese kid's eye. And then they just like snapped away like <laughs> the jets, but the jets, <laughs> but just like Nazi war jets. No, uh. here's the thing is that like you are the 1% like I I maintain that I think I think it's sad that any of us and I think it's a very normal thing feel like we have to make ourselves interesting Mm -hmm. but like you're rich bitch like that you're you don't have to try to be interesting people will hang around you you have a, a country club you can go to Please you don't need an note. accent for the Hamptons. The most interesting thing about her, without question, that woman has had five babies. Her body looks better than a 17-year-old girl's body. She, there's nothing flabby. There's no cellulite. It's perfectly toned. Who yeah. the fuck has a clown car of a pussy pushing out five little babies and she still looks that good? Women Unreal. from Spain. <laughs> It's the Spanish, it's Spanish blood and the terrible fear of Alec Baldwin beating you to death. If you're ugly as his wife, she uh, is listen. wildly attractive. Yeah. And I think people are like, Alec, your wife's a liar. And he's like, oh, do you think I married her because she's a truthy person? Yeah. Do you think Look I was like, bitch, you know what I love about this perfect set of tits on this slender waist? Her honesty. That's what Uh, really drew me. And that's what I think that Alec Baldwin holds honesty to like some sort of high. High standard. Mm -hmm. That's his peak of how to value someone. Yeah. Okay. But listen to this. No, that doesn't make sense either. Didn't Alec Baldwin call his daughter a pig? Yeah. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, not a great guy, but. But if you have a good enough Trump impression on mainstream television, people seem to forget that. I would argue that he has caused some havoc, but that is just a hunch, which is not a fair thing to go on. What kind I had of a, havoc are you speaking of? I don't know. He's killed somebody for sure. He's okay. had somebody killed. You know what? Had had I not seen the past, you know, decade of his life, um, uh, I might disagree with you. I don't because think- because if you see him in Beetlejuice, wholesome, down ah. to earth, grounded guy next door, door <laughs> next door, you know, next I- door. Look, Hollywood eats you alive and spits you out. And I think the character he played on Thirty Rock is him toning who he really is down. If we're being oh, honest, I agree because he plays it way too fucking well. Too good. I'll say this: I had a Southern accent when I moved from Mississippi to Alaska, and you know what happened? The first day I introduced myself at school, 
Someone went, she sounds like Boomhauer. Haven't had a Southern <laughs> accent since. There's no reason to hold on to an accent. Listen, you grew up in Mississippi. Yeah, but. Did you not? I did. But hey, I came there from. There you go. But you I was born up. in Germany. And that is where my real accent <laughs> comes from. But And you crush that accent when you want to tune into it. And I just have this nasal, like grating Midwest. I listen back to our podcast and I don't even know how we have listeners. I mean, it's a miracle. I'll say, the, I'll say something really quick before we wrap up that I find interesting. Yeah, when you think of people putting on and inflating their accents, it's interesting that that only happens with very attractive accents. No one's like leaning into their Wisconsin accent. You know, no. they're not like, oh my, I just, I spent the winter at home with my folks and, you know, I just always, like. No one wants to hear a Midwest voice ever. Also, no I sex wanna, operators are from the Midwest. I want to ask you something really quick. You're absolutely right, first of all. <laughs> Uh, something just occurred to me. Have you, as a person from Detroit, have you ever heard that accent from anyone who's not white? The the Midwest accent. Like, I have not. No, it's a white thing. Ha, it's fake. All right. What's crazy is when I go away from Michigan for a, an extended period of time, like I, this is the longest it's been. It was six months when I went back in October it was grating to hear yeah. the Midwest accent. I was like, oh my God, I grew up in this fucking hell. It was just like, beer, ma, salad. Yeah, but you're never going to go to a jazz club in downtown Detroit and see an old black man outside like, yeah, you know, I just been playing the sax since I was a wee lad. <laughs> no, <Nope>, you won't. <laughs> you, you definitely won't. It's not uh, happening. Really good the, point, by the way. The Wait higher a- your pants get to your nipples, the stronger your Midwest accent gets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's, we it's have a, to. It's a pant nipple ratio. We are taking a break. We come back. It's the final three chapters. Holy fucking shit. This is the end of the Half Blood Prince. Here we go, gang. Chapter 28, Flight of the Prince. All right. So as you know, last episode, we left off with a fucking pretty big ordeal. Uh, Dumbledore's fucking dead. As far as anyone knows. He's, he's Dumbledore. Yeah, he has been Avada Kedavra from the Astronomy Tower. So it's sort of like if in some way... The spell hadn't hit him enough to kill him, which is I don't believe is a thing. He was also flung from the astronomy tower. So. I think that's what happens with Avada Kedaving. Did I just turn it into a verb? We were Avada Kedaving some haters. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's what happens with Avada Kedaving is you just go flying through the air because of the force of being killed. Because anytime they've said someone got Avada Kedavard, 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 you know become what? an Avada Kedavard. <laughs> Quiet girls, they don't like death. The, every time we've seen it, you know, you you fly off somewhere. You never just stay in one place. When you I, immediately levitate or fall into a hole or fall off an astronomy tower. That's true. I wonder if you were to hit someone with a vada cadaver, a fuck, damn it, a vada cadaver, <laughs> and there was nothing in their way, would they just continue to fly around yeah. the earth? <laughs> Just forever or to out infinity. into space, just rotating, rotating around the earth. Like, yeah. I guess not, because he would have flown off into the sky instead of to the ground of the astronomy yeah. tower. Right. Like, I think it was maybe like it has the uh, propelling force of like an explosion. Like you get hit with it and it's like and your body's like and you just fly. Yeah. So he flew off the fucking uh, tower. And that's the whole time, by the way, we know Harry was trapped under an invisibility cloak under a. A stunning spell. Stunning spell? What is that spell mm-hmm. called? It was a stunning spell. Oh, he's, he's frozen. It's um, a mobiliz- a mobilidaver. A mobilization spell. That's a good way to put it. The mm-hmm. Death Eaters flee, and Harry is immediately, like, all of a sudden he realizes he can move, and he tears down the stairs after them, like, chasing, specifically Snape and Malfoy. But when he gets, like, into the building, there's a fucking war raging in Hogwarts. There's, uh... 
the Order of the Phoenix is there. We've got McGonagall and uh, Neville. Neville's fighting. God, and fucking Tonks is there. It's uh, Lupin's there. It's cha- It's just absolute chaos. But he's bolting through it as best as he can. But there's spells flying everywhere. There's blood everywhere. So far, he doesn't seem. You know, people are still going. They seem strong. It doesn't seem like anybody is. But Harry is, is tearing through, dead. still chasing Snape. Absolutely. Who, who and Harry's, you know, throwing throwing spells at Snape. Snape's fucking cock blocking him just left and right. Bat him up. I don't understand why Snape is. I never perceived Snape as this. Deft wizard, I guess. I just always thought of him as like an OK wizard. He's an OK wizard. I think this book really turned him into this kind of like leveled him up. Well, I think that like if you paid attention to everything going on in previous books, I think they made it somewhat clear that he's like a pretty good wizard. Like, yeah, but it's like we said, I think last time or maybe we said it while watching the movie that like. I may. I think it's a stigma we put on him because he's a teacher that we go like, well, he must be yeah, a really those good who can't teach. Yeah. teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was and a I, known thing with occlumency. Like uh, Dumbledore said, there's no one who can teach you better than Snape, which yeah. also should have been a red flag to Dumbledore that like, hey, if this guy's really good at shutting off or teaching you to shut off your brain, maybe fucking, I don't know. It's worth keeping in mind. <laughs> I think it's crazy that you know what? I'm going to save that for later. Um, this scene of the chase was, I was like, Oh my God, what is, what is going to happen? First of all, the fact that he just made it through the chaos of this war inside Hogwarts unscathed blows my mind. Insane. I think it was just so chaotic that like people couldn't, you know, figure out he's flying past the student. And teacher ratio to Death Eaters. I don't know. I just like, I can't even as well, you know, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this in the movie. You'll find out later. It's not in the movie. Um, but I was really looking forward to that, that scene and how they might make it look. But yeah, they didn't really do anything for that. Anywho. So they get out. Harry gets outside of Hogwarts. They're, they're running down the grounds. Ch- still chasing Snape across the grounds. And at some point, the Death Eaters can get to Harry and Vol- and. And Snape was like, I fuck up everybody's name. It's and better Snape to call like, Snape no. than Dumbledore. I think we can all agree on that. Okay. It's close. Yeah. So Snape is like, no, you can't. We're saving him for the Dark Lord. Yeah. Which, who knows? It's like, I mean, I'm sure that that is a Voldemort thing, but it's also like, are you copping out? Like, Harry's pissed, like, trying to shoot spells at Snape. Snape's deflecting, but not but not fighting back. And then Harry does what the, the half blood princess spell sectum sempra also deflected by Snape. But then Snape is like, you dare try to use my own spells against me. Like he's the half blood prince. He's like, I am the half blood prince. He, I mean, he straight up says it, but like, I, I invented that shit. You know what? When I saw the title of the chapter, I suspected maybe, um, but then I was like, nah. I, I, for some reason, I thought it was going to be Dumbledore. That was his book from when he was in school. Maybe. I don't know. I just, That's I, interesting. Snape was like one of the suspects. But yeah. Well, like- I mean, you hadn't listed him when we, cause I mean, how many times have we asked you who you think Once I saw the chapter heading, that's when I made him uh, one of the suspects. But before yeah, that, because no. of everything that had just happened, you're like, well, it must be someone who's around right now. Yeah. And it's just when it said flight of the prince, like I was thinking flight fleeing. And you're like, well, we know it's not Malfoy. Yeah. <laughs> um, we definitely know it's He's not a Malfoy. pure blood pussy is what he is. So Snape gets away, basically. Yeah. And on his way out, adding insult to injury, sets Hagrid's house on fire. Was that Snape um, not another Death Eater? I guess it was. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it was Snape. Because um, I remember. Oh, yeah. Because no, Hagrid you know is fighting off of another Death Eater. I think, it was, I think he, it was maybe Bellatrix. He was fighting off a Death Eater and their spells are like bouncing off of him because he's got that tough fucking giant skin. Yeah. But yeah, somebody does. And it's just like fucking and hell. Buckbeak is inside, breaks loose or close to the house, breaks loose. Um, And then... um. 
his dog is inside. Yeah, they set the house on fire with Fang in there. And I mean, uh, Hagrid literally goes like, Fang's in there, you heartless, whatever fucking shit. Uh, there, uh, miraculously, Harry has remembered Aguamenti this time. <laughs> He's like, yeah. which he seemed to forget uh, when it was him and Dumbledore in a goddamn shit cave. But uh, yeah, that's when, I mean, he gives, he uh, has to give Hagrid the news. And Hagrid's like, no, 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 no. That, that can't be. Yeah. Hagrid doesn't believe that Dumbledore's dead. And uh, they rush up toward Hogwarts. And of course, like that's Hagrid's whole thing. There's there's a group of people at the bottom of the astronomy tower. And, and Hagrid is kind of like, well, what what what's that they're looking at? Why is everybody gathered over there? Just like probably just so heartbreaking. It's like, I feel like I feel like Lenny. He's Lenny from a Mice and Men. He didn't like he's just Dumbledore. He's just, he's just <laughs> so challenged. And he's like, so <laughs> Like Dumbledore was like his dad and like was the only person who like took care of him. He was like a special needs kid and Dumbledore was like so kind and sweet to him. And now Dumbledore's gone and he's just like, he's like an orphan special needs kid. Yeah, no, it really was like this guy that like gave him a career, looked after him. But like, we know it's not a secret that Hagrid like deeply looks up to Dumbledore. It's just always been this like Dumbledore's the man, like he's the best. He... And like, and the pride he took in like Dumbledore trusted me to do this task or like Dumbledore asked me to escort Harry Potter. Like, yeah, such a big deal. So everyone is surrounding this body, just overcome with sadness. You know, it's fucking horrifying. It's Dumbledore. And Harry finds the locket that they had gotten from that cave has fallen out of Dumbledore's pocket and he picks it up and he, you know, starts looking at it. And it, it's something's off. Like it doesn't have a Slytherin S on the outside. Like it, this is not the locket he remembers them like grabbing in the cave. He's like, this is not what we were going for. Um, and it it doesn't even look like the locket that like from the memories. It's it's like very modern. I feel like it it, it well in the movie it looked modern, but it was different. Yeah. And and then inside of it. Oh. Where there should be a picture in a locket, as we know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a locket, by the way? I had a, I had a necklace I thought was a locket, and then I broke it opening it because it was not a locket. <laughs> I how did ripped, you even open I it? I ripped. Listen, there have been multiple times in my life, and maybe there is metal that is just much more cheaply made. But this is one of. Well, I can think of two times. Another might come to me if I really sat and think about it. There have been at least two times in my life where I have. Broken something so easily that shouldn't have broken that I had a moment of, am I a superhero? <laughs> Did I just rip apart this metal necklace that, by the way, was go- like so cute. It was like covered in fake diamonds, but very shiny rhinestones in the shape of a heart. And the back was just sort of like a metallic, but like there were This sounds like designed. so you. It's insane. It was Juicy Couture. Um, Ooh. so, you know, like trashy elegance, uh, by the way, nothing could sum up juicy couture better than trashy elegance. It's what, it's what trashy hot girls wear to feel like they're like rich. Yeah. Rich. It's, it's the equivalent of putting on a Spanish accent, but you're putting on a rich person accent, but everyone Mm -hmm. knows it's fake. Yeah, everybody like, knows it's fake. Sorry, I have you, money. I would never put Juicy on my butt, but God, did I want one of those sweatsuits. I want one now. I never had anything Juicy. Um, I, I always was just like, it's too girly. Just way too girly. Even if you wanted it, your mother would have been like, that's trashy, Nicole. Yes, that is. My Nikki, mom I would never would have allow you to wear that. Put on this... this uh, I wouldn't give those clothes to a homeless person. Now, here's a coat from Neiman's with shoulder pads. Wear that in eighth grade. They're going to love you. You're going to be the most popular girl in the school. Everyone's going to know how much your mother loves you. Put on these six brooches. So. Inside of the pocket, the pocket. Yeah, inside of the locket, the locket. Inside the locket, there's a letter. Yeah, a little folded up letter. He opens it up. And it's from a person where the initials are R-A-B. And R-A-B writes, 
that he destroyed the real Horcrux. Yeah, he's like, by the time- he says, he says, I face death in hopes that when you meet your match, you will be mortal once more. Yeah, so basically whoever this was did this, you know, got rid of this Horcrux going, for sure Voldemort's going to find out I got rid of the Horcrux and kill me, but I'm doing it. So someone who was aware of of the Horcruxes was aware. Uh, I I can't help and, but think it's someone. I feel like it has to be somebody from the order. From the order, R.A.B. Yeah, it's someone who knew, someone who obviously did not want Voldemort to succeed in his ultimate endeavor. Um, you do you have or, any? No theories. I had this theory last night when I was bouncing around in my head. Um, oh, and note that Harry was like really bummed out because he was like, oh, this was the fucking fake locket. Like Dumbledore didn't need to like drink this fucking cave juice yeah. and weaken himself to death. This is the, uh, sa- the saddest part is. Yeah, yeah. it's like we none of this needed to happen. This didn't have to happen. We could have waited for a real Horcrux. It is similar to in a way that like if he had just picked up the mirror that Sirius gave him. Yeah. If he had taken time to open it, he could have yeah. spoke to Sirius and seen where Sirius was that night. Yeah. Uh, and so it's just like, the, this is the second time. Yeah. He sort of feels responsible for the death of someone he loves. I mean, Harry just takes on way too much. I mean, he's the chosen one. That's- but as far as theories go on who R.A.B. is, last night I was tossing around the idea that it could be snape snape yeah i don't know under another i don't know what rab would stand for if it was snape yeah like that some other version of the half-blood prince i mean people have been known to have multiple nicknames like me that year i tried to give myself nicknames please tell me what some of those nicknames were i don't even remember i genuinely what's the what's your favorite name someone has ever had for you um, probably the nickname that stuck the most for me, uh, was sloppy, um, sloppy. My whole hockey team called me that, but it's because my best friend who was on the hockey team, who was actually good at skating called me sloppy Joe. And that is because we did a really lame thing where we all, our friend group all took our initials and reversed them and then came up with nicknames using those initials for like writing notes and shit. So her name's Ashley Brilliant. Myers and I just called her Mooney ass, which I will say the Marauders map makes me think of her because there is the Mooney. Isn't there a Mooney? <laughs> and I just think of my friend, Ashley mooning people on the streets of Anchorage. Um, it's, it's amazing how many mooning people, you know, Yeah, it's sort of Anchorage is just a town full of methed out mooners. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get hopped up on meth and you just really want to show your ass to people. Yeah. That's what happens. You get, you get messed up. You want to get naked. So you, your theory is maybe Snape for some reason. Maybe Snape. It has to be. I feel like it's someone who is a traitor of Voldemort. Of Voldemort, not of. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't because th- it's like it's not anybody from the order. If it was anybody from the order, they would have said something. Yeah, this is funny. Greg, who's in our uh, live chat, he's a Patreon, uh, Patreon subscriber. So they're watching this com- like live, live. He said Snape equals really angry boy. <laughs> R.A.B., which I think is really funny. I mean, perfect. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. And Absolutely. it also supports my claim that it's him. So I'm about that. Interesting. Well, we- I guess, you know, maybe we'll eventually find out. Maybe we'll never know. But uh, we're going to take a break and we'll be back to <sighs> close out one of the favorite books i think bye all right chapter 29 the phoenix lament heartbreaking immediately the title made me cry yeah because you think of fox and just like that's that bird that i mean it's like if i died like what would buddy do I wonder if he would cry out loud. Uh, I genuinely hope he would. If my dog, of course you do. Of course you didn't like, you didn't like everyone cry would throw at my... themselves on the ground. That's, yeah, yeah. You're like, yes. I just want everyone to make my death about them. Then I'll know I mattered. Scream 
to God about the pain that you're in yeah. because I am no longer here. Yes. I want to know that my death tortures you and perhaps makes you wish for death for yourself. That you're like, I can't go on without her. I, I mean, I imagine he would be very devastated. It is like Fox is like Dumbledore's companion, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's just. It's his wingman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So among the crowd who's gathered at the bottom, you know, is Jenny, of course. And she brings Harry up to the hospital wing where the the Order of the Phoenix. There's a lot of people in the hospital wing is what's going on. And they're all kind of gathered there. You know, most of them are of, of decent health. But this is kind of like, all right, the battle just ended. We're kind of regrouping. We see Bill Bill Weasley, who at some point when Harry was fleeing, I don't think we mentioned this, but I do I do believe in the book they say they say um there was a body, but there was no time for him to examine like who it was, and he just kept running. And now I'm like, oh, that was Bill Weasley. Bill Weasley oh. was bitten and maimed by Fenrir Greyback, who we know is like the fuck hole the, werewolf. The, the god daddy of the werewolves. <laughs> The werewolf, the um, werewolves, the werewolves. You're so southern. Yeah, the werewolves. Well, he, uh, he's like the evil, vicious, like one that bites all the kids. But it, it's not a full moon. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't in werewolf to, form. So no one is really sure how this is going to turn out, Lupin. And also, he didn't like bite him. He like clawed his face. No, and, he like, got bitten. Oh, he got bitten? He got bitten. Oh, I was under the impression that it was just a very horrible clawing, which no, is still something that could fuck you up. I mean, yeah, he got his face fucked up. Mangled. Lupin theorizes that he doesn't think Bill will become a werewolf. And it's like, do you just have extra knowledge because you're a werewolf? Have you bitten somebody? Yeah. How I can't stop saying know? werewolf. Also, the fact that his name is Lupin and he wasn't born a werewolf is fucking weird. It's self-fulfilling prophecy. His parents named him Lupin and then he became a fucking werewolf. Yeah. R- Remus Lupin. Shakespeare said, what's in a name? Apparently a lot. Fucking future. He was born to be a werewolf. Yeah. And it should have been no surprise that that Fenrir, by the way, Honestly, one of the greatest names ever. Also sounds like a, the name of a werewolf. Grayback? Grayback? That was yes. just your, that sounds like a racial slur. Yeah, that, and who made Fenrir the Grayback? You know, Fenrir who made him? Grayback. That's another instance of he had that last name, wasn't born a werewolf, and then he got bit, and then he leaned into it really hard and was like, well, my last name's Grayback, so... I might as well be go balls to the wall. Yeah, this like is the baddest werewolf ever. That's their accent is being werewolves. That's their also, Spanish accent. I also feel like, you know what? I'm going to stop on Fenrir. Well, and there's also Lupin says that the the fucking wounds and stuff because they're from a werewolf. Yeah. Might are never probably gonna never going to heal fully, which is crazy. This for me was one of the best scenes in all of the books. I do like this scene a lot. I love this scene so much. So, you know, uh, Mama Weasley is there just devastated that her handsome son has been mangled. And now based on what her other sons look like, if she thinks he's the most handsome, that's, I mean, the bar is so low (laughs) for how good looking Bill needs to be. Have you ever seen Uh, a hot redhead? Male? Yes. Yes. That was Bill Weasley. Bill Weasley was the outlier of, yeah. hot, of redheads where you he, go. Wow. How did you really overcame a lot to look that good? Yeah. 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 Overcame just, I don't know how to whistle genetics that are basically like cinder blocks on your feet. <laughs> Bill Weasley is fucked up. His mom is so upset and she's basically like, Oh no, Fleur is going to leave my son. She's like He and was supposed to get married. And Fleur's like, what do you mean supposed to get married? Would he not want to marry me? Yeah. And and Miss Weasley's like, wait, what? She's like, do you think because he looks like this now, he would not want to marry me? And, and she's, <laughs> I love that she's she- like, she's like in shock. She's like, what the fuck is going on? I did not expect this. I think, and I think that like, it's maybe a reasonable thing to think as a mother that like, is this woman just dating my son for the image of being part of a hot couple? But I also like the fucking, I mean, purely narcissistic confidence of Fleur going like, I am good looking enough for the both of us. Easily one of, it is 
one of the best lines in the book. It's just so real. That's like, wow. She's like, oh, you think I would leave him because he doesn't look good? Well, who gives a fuck? Look at me. Look how good I look. Yeah, and I think that this, I mean, this sort of, I'm sure there'll always be tension between them, but this sort of eases that, yeah. like, like it just seemed like Mrs. Weasley And then they was fucking like, wept together. Yeah. Mrs. Weasley, and then they both just took care of Bill. Like, oh, that's so much fucking love. It's so beautiful. It was and very on beautiful. the topic of love, we find out that fucking Tonks never had a hot nut for Sirius Black. She had one for Lupin. Yeah, she's and literally I like- I get it. As we know, that is my spit roast fantasy right there. Baby girl, you're the best. I mean, yeah, no, she literally is like, see, they're going to make it work. Uh, so what's up? And Lupin is like, just trying to be like, look, I'm like, he's not I'm a full like a werewolf. werewolf. I'm also really old. Like, you don't. This I, isn't good. It's dangerous. It's not good. I think, I mean, like a lot of it is out of concern and there's probably some sort of like, you deserve, it's the, uh, you know, self-esteem thinking like, oh, you deserve someone who's young Lupin and has hot. that vibe. Lupin has that vibe of yeah. selflessness. Like, look, I, I love you. I, f- I fully want to get, you know, nasty with you forever and all of eternity. But like, and first of all, could you imagine fucking tonks yeah she can turn like the, into whatever the level you of want role play oh my god like that's next level role play he could be like b floor yeah. is like literally the hottest girl ever apparently yeah um, it's yeah that and mrs weasley was like bigger tits does she just like <laughs> screw up her chest the way she does her nose to like boing she could grow a dick if he wanted, probably. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's so much role play that can be done. Ah, I love role play. <laughs> I dated a guy who loved role play. I dated Who's a that? guy who looked like a werewolf. So same thing. Oh wow! You, you just asked him to shave down. You're still like, dating a potato. I don't know why <laughs> you're still dating. Um, yeah. Well, and I love that Mr. and Mrs. Weasley just chime in, and they're like, yeah. "Love is love. Let love in, dude." Yeah. Fuck, that was a, that right there, that whole scene, one of my favorite scenes in all of the books. Absolutely. So heartfelt, so real, so. This great moment. And I love McGonagall going, you know, Dumbledore would have loved it. He, he would love to know that there's more love in the world. And I truly believe that. I also feel like she was slightly being manipulative. She's like, let me get my girl Tonks some dick. You know, she's like being a good wing woman for right there. Yeah, because that's what I think of when I think of haggard old McGonagall going, I need to help out the ladies get some dick in their life. But I mean, act British, think Yiddish, you know? I, that's okay. There we go. We see it. She's a she's Professor everyone's bubby. is the perfect example of act British, think Yiddish. Yeah, she is like literally She's the like, matchmaker. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Give me my wand. Look at my snatch. Sorry. <laughs> um. Oh, and then okay, so they're all up here having this kind of nice little warm moment among the chaos, and that's when we hear the Phoenix lament. We hear Fox song for a moment. Everyone sort of has this. They're they're taken away by the sound of this mournful lament, but it's also feels kind of healing. And it's, it's that crushed me. Fox song, just like crying out in, in mournful grief. That really, that was really, that was, that was heartbreaking. That scene. It really was. That was one of the moments where it hit home that Dumbledore is dead. Cause I think I was in shock for, of course, most of this chapter in the beginning, I was like, wait, Dumbledore's fucking dead. It's like he's just dead. And then the when Fox is mourning, that's just like, oh, that hurts so much. And poor bird, you know? Yeah, what's he going to do? Is he going to like, is McGonagall going to let him stay in the office? Like, where does the bird go? Oh, he's out, dude. First of all, I like to think that the Phoenix is going to help at some point get revenge. I feel like the Phoenix is going to come to Harry's aid at some point. Same thing with Buckbeak. I think Buckbeak and Fox are maybe going to team up. Maybe they'll get nasty, make some little hybrid kids. Oh my God. And like those, a, they'll just swoop in and help out Harry. Like a hippogriff that can burst into flames. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. I, wow. I, they, something big is happening. I, I guarantee. Maybe, um, or maybe Fox is just gone forever. Like maybe she, I don't she, think she dies with Dumbledore, but maybe she no. goes off to the great beyond. I don't know We're where. Just, that would be a really good spinoff. Just the, the Fox. Fox's, Fox's story. Where she went. Where she went. She just became. She, went, she just went to Ibiza. She's like, I'm gonna go somewhere warm. Fuck these wizards. I'm going back to Spain, where I come I'm from. Spain. I'm going to Spain. I'm going to, to Ibiza. Porto, Ibiza. I'm going to I'm going to Portuguese, and then I might go visit visit Praha. My Praha? family. No, Praha. Praha. I've never heard. Like, I w- I've never heard nuts. someone say Praha. Oh really? That would drive me nuts. So, Fox flies off, and then he's not flying. Professor off. Professor McGonagall's like. But- Professor McGonagall's like, well, I'm kind of fucking in charge now. So um, she goes up to Dumbledore's office, now her office. And she's like, Harry, come up here. I got to talk to you. And she's like, where were you with Dumbledore? Tonight. Tonight. Like, where were you earlier? Where did you guys go? Yeah. And and Harry's like, no. Dumbledore told me it was a secret mission. And McGonagall's like, but he's... He's dead now. So, so think, like, he could say something. And he's like, no, I, you don't, you don't, he told me not to say anything and I don't say anything. Yeah. He didn't tell me that if he dies, disregard everything I said. Also, I love that now on the wall where all the other headmasters are, there is a portrait of Dumbledore and he's peacefully sleeping on the wall. <sighs> when is he going to wake up so we can start talking to him again? I wonder, because I wonder, I wonder how that works. I wonder when yeah. we'll talk to Wall is there like a is there like a rite of passage he has to go through as a as a portrait? Yeah, or maybe like, like does he have a bar mitzvah. Well, maybe whatever they do at the funeral is some sort of releasing of the maybe bar mitzvah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of, I can't wait to get to the funeral part. A death mitzvah. Um, um yeah, they uh, so they they obviously have to have like a big gathering about what to do. So she calls in the heads of houses and Hagrid and. Obviously, Snape was the head of house for Slytherin. He's nowhere to be fucking seen. So Slughorn is now sort of given that position. And it's they, so weird. In all of this, I ended up liking Slughorn. I think Slughorn is not. I don't think he's I a mean, bad I didn't, guy. I didn't love him, but I didn't. I, I disliked him. For, and I was very skeptical of him for a while. Well, when when we see him get drunk and we see him share that memory with Harry, finally, I think you realize that he's just human, you know, like I I made the mistake of so badly wanting to be liked by people I thought were important that I, I I gave some information I shouldn't have. I didn't know. I also blindly trusting that, like, because this person has some sort of, you know, potential influence that they're going to use it for good. Um is, you know, he's got shame. And I think that that's a human emotion that we can all relate to. Uh, so they're all kind of debating about whether or not to even keep it open. Apparently the ministry's on its way and Harry sort of like ducks out. He's like, hey, we got to go. Is yeah. it cool if I leave before they get here? And she, yeah. I think she just Harry gets it. She's like, scrim, scrim jower. Jower, yeah. yeah. Rufus scrim jower. He's just, he knows he's going to be prodded and poked. So he's like, okay, I'm out. Peace. And then, and then heads back to leaves, um, goes back Gryffindor. to the tower, Gryffindor tower, not the astronomy, Ron, tower. the astronomy tower, I Gryffindor, mean, the Gryffindor tower. tower, the fat lady, uh, by the way, on the way in is like, just opens the door. Just so she doesn't even wait for a password. She's so sad, which is like, I understand you're grieving, but like now is the time to not get a password when Dumbledore I, has been flung from the building. You think just let anyone in. I gotta be honest. You know, all those times when, the fat lady was leaving her portrait and we're like, she's going to go get some dick. What if she was fucking Dumbledore that whole time? What? The, the, he just like has a dick cut out of a portrait and puts her where her mouth is. Yeah. Also, what if the passwords were just part of his magic and that died with him? And so she's like, yeah, there is no password. Entirely possible. The password Entirely keeper possible. is dead. Because um, as we know, that's what Harry realized freed him up uh, from the being frozen under the fucking yeah. what's it called yeah <laughs> invisibility stunning, cloak stunning spell yeah yeah. so harry tells ron and hermione about the horcrux being fake he tells them about the letter about that rab person of course Hermione's like who could it be let me go do research in the library she didn't say that but we know that's what she was thinking yeah um and then harry hears no longer hears fox so singing. this is when fox is stopped and he 
he's, you know, gone. Gone. Like, that's it. That's the end of Fox. Which I think is a very telling sign of, sort of confirms. the next book. You are so optimistic about Fox. I'm just really excited. I want the bird back. Animals go to the person who provides food, okay? Uh, And that person is dead. Fox is on his own. Um, But we move on to the final chapter, which I think, uh, chapter 30, The White Tomb. This is fucking sad. It's Dumbledore's funeral, which we learned uh, from the discussion among the heads of houses that it was Dumbledore's wishes to be buried at Hogwarts, which everyone's like, in theory is fine, but nobody's ever done it. And uh, so so they're going to, you know, he's going to be laid to rest at Hogwarts. There are people coming from all over the world. You know what I mean? Who's who of the... Who is who? Yeah. Well, there is a lot of people that like Harry's recognizing, but like, you know, some of them he doesn't recognize. I fucking cannot believe Umbridge had the audacity to come to this fucking funeral. But I mean, it's literally everyone. The centaurs are coming out to the edge of the forest. The mermaids in the lake are like popping up. You know what I mean? This whole scene gut fucking wrenching. Yeah. I was like, oh, I am not mentally or emotionally prepared for a funeral scene. For yeah. Dumbledore. Like, I, I had to take a break before I listened Dumbledore to Dumbledore got a funeral before our dads did, okay? My dad's never having one. Uh, yeah. So I was like, I guess I'll just get closure for my dad at Dumbledore's funeral. And <laughs> but, uh, you know, what can you do? That's I think that's what most funerals are for, is for other people to have closure. But, yeah. they're you know, everyone's gathering in coming from fucking around the world, flying in from God knows where, Madame Maxime, whatever. Uh, Hermione pops up. By the way, as soon as I heard that Madame Maxime was there, I was like, oh, shit. Grief pussy. Hagrid's going to just cry tears onto that puss, use it as some lube, and hit it. There is no sex better than the sex from someone who is grieving the death of someone who was one of the most important figures in their life. Dude, trauma fucking. Oh, it's a great, nothing wets my pussy my like life. my own tears, you know, just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sopping wet. Um, you just fuck your eyeball. Yeah. It's a sad ass wap. It's a sap, a sad ass pussy. Um, <laughs> oh, but Hermione, who, as you said, immediately kicked into gear about like the library comes like, oh, hey, I found out some, some more information about Eileen Prince. Apparently, she was Snape's mother. So this was a little, like, I wasn't, like, too far off. Like, it was a little bit I told you, Zoe, but also interesting. So uh, it it shows us that Snape Snape's mother was apparently a very accomplished witch. Last name, Prince. She married a muggle. So it seems like he sort of used that name less maybe as, like, a royalty thing, but more to, like... Especially as someone who like hangs out with Death Eaters, who's in Slytherin, really wanting to play up your the like your the blood side of you. So I think it was just sort of like, yeah, I'm from the Prince family. Yeah, and for someone, it's surprising. I forgot he was a half blood. Um, for someone who is a half blood, he sure hates mudbloods. Yeah, and there was like a memory of him calling Lily a mudblood when they were kids. It's yeah. somewhere in one of the last books. But also that's self hatred. That's him. I don't yeah. know if we knew he was a half blood until now. I don't know that that was a clear thing. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember know. us ever getting his background before this point. So, like, I think he wanted to position himself as a pureblood. Sure had the attitude of one. I was also mistaken. I thought all Slytherins were pureblood, but they are not. No. Um, so, the funeral scene, Dumbledore's body is engulfed in white flames, and it leaves a white tomb. Wow. Um, which is... Again, I thought this was going to be in the movie. It wasn't. Big bummer. We'll talk about it later. Um, and yeah. it hits Harry. Harry has a, an epiphany. He's like, oh, I, from now on, the rest of my life is, needs to be dedicated to defeating Voldemort. Yeah. And like he just lost the guy that he was on that journey with. Yeah. Like that was, and now he has to go it alone, which is so daunting. Like Harry, you know, based on how Harry was doing when he was, you know, throwing spells at Snape, I'm like, Harry's not ready for this. And in that cave, like if Dumbledore hadn't been there, Harry would be dead. 
Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Harry is 16 years old. Can the man get like, a he break? Has so much learning to do, but yet he was smart enough to realize that Ginny, although he's super fucking into her, he can't be with her because Dumbledore could use her. Uh, you as a motherfucker. Voldemort. Voldemort. Voldemort uses the people you love as weapons. Yes. And so he's like, he'll find out eventually. And it makes sense. It's shitty. But and I- but here's what's dope. Ginny like understood. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need- this is one of the reasons why I think Ginny is just like a down ass bitch is like, she just gets it. Down ass. She's bitch. just like, she's a down ass bitch. She's Yankee. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to, you hit it and you got to quit it. Sell to the butcher at the store, you know? She'll get fucked by several other men while Harry's out gallivanting to yeah, save dude. wizard kind. Ginny, that is a horny, horny girl, you know? She's definitely experimenting with stuff in her butt. I mean, for sure. There have been a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Oh, I remember yeah. when I was a young lad and lad. I got a gift of Hello Kitty plastic chopsticks. I uh I did some experimenting. Dear sweet God. Yeah, no, it's really nice that she like is like, I love you and I understand. Yeah, she's okay with it. Then, of course, the inevitable Scrimjower finally oh. after the funeral. I'm huh. still not sure where I stand on Scrimjower. I think it's hard to tell. My guess at this point would be he's just an average, basically political person, you know. Yeah. Trying to do the best, but also have like the image of doing really like what is absolutely best. He just seems kind of like a seedy politician to me, but yeah. Oh, and he's the movie polls with Harry is like, like textbook seedy. I mean, yeah, he's like trying to figure out where they went. Of course, Harry knew this was coming. He's going to ask where we were the night of Dumbledore's death. And he's even like, you know, I could have some aurors follow you and trace, you know, keep you safe. And he's like, Voldemort wants to kill me. You- yeah, he's like, you think your aurors are going to do jack shit? Yeah. So like that your aurors are not going to do anything. They're like, There's not an amount of protection you can give me that will just make me safe. Uh, and he also asks Scrimjower, he's like, have you released Stan Shunpike yet? And Scrimjower doesn't answer because he's like, you, it's the same bullshit. It's him wanting to like align Harry with the ministry. So people think that the ministry is like doing the right thing because they trust mm-hmm. Harry's part of, you know. Because Harry's the chosen one. Exactly. And like, they haven't even, he hasn't even done the baseline thing, which Harry mentioned before, is like, stop using fake people as scapegoats. Stop. Why are you imprisoning people who aren't criminals just to like yeah. make an example? By the way, I completely forgot about Scrimjower. Yeah. About Scrimjower? Sc- I mean, uh, Shunpike. Shunpike. About yeah. Shunpike. He's just in Azkaban, the scariest prison Although, how scary is it? Are there any Dementors there left? Or is this just like a regular prison now? Yeah, who's watching it now? Aurors? Like, I don't... Who's there? Probably. Probably something like that. But, like... They probably got some of the goblins. Yeah. He, uh, Harry basically tells fucking Scrimjar to kick rocks. Like, fuck you. It's not happening. Piss off. You know? But in a nicer way. He acts British. But thinks like thinks a gangster. Thinks gangster. That's perfectly... You really are a poet today. So, Harry... Beats feet from the uh, the funeral because it's kind of ending anyways. And Harry's like, I'm going to go take a walk mm-hmm. around the lake. Yeah. You know, clear my mind. And Ron and Hermione, of course, like we've got to have this scene. This is this is textbook. J.K. Rowling, Ron and Hermione meet up with him. They join him. They comfort him. And, uh, you know, it's like Harry's like, look, guys. I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, I'm not coming back to Hogwarts next year. I have to continue what Dumbledore started. I have to find the rest of the Horcruxes and I have to defeat Voldemort. Yeah, he's like, it's going to be up to me to get that done. And Ron and Hermione are like, of course, we're coming with you. Yeah, yeah. Like, duh. <laughs> like, yeah, no, and we'll we'll be there. And <sighs> oh, wait, I totally believe uh, Hermione, Hermione, that's probably eating up Hermione. She's like, yeah, we're going to. Yeah, no, I'll you. totally drop you know, out her- of school. Yeah, yeah, she Hermione would- is dying over not being able to be in school. You know what she's I think she's be on the road for? where she's not going to have a library to reference. She's one of those people that is hoping that the pandemic continues to justify her not going into a place. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, hope she's like, I'll be there. And then she's like. 
Well, assuming that they go through with closing yeah. the school down, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. feel uh, like that's a high likelihood. Yeah, she's probably like, please close the school down so I don't miss anything. Please close the school down so I don't miss anything. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, what is she going to come back and be a super senior once it's all done? Assuming they get it done, super or how senior. many years is it going to take? Like, is book seven a year? Is book seven ten years? We won't know till book seven. But like, I mean, but you know, but uh, I'm, I'm. Long, anyways, the book ends. Harry's, Harry's, you know, so sad about Dumbledore, but like, also is like, you know, I've got my friends at my side, yeah, and like, you this. know, this is a theme that's been explored in the book before about like, you, you know, your friends are so important in your life, and like, you got to have your friends are like your family, absolutely, and, and like, even though he knows that there is this like unparalleled amount of danger ahead in this crazy journey he has to go on, in hopes that he can accomplish it and kill Voldemort there's like this sort of wave of peace of like, I have, I still have my friends who care about me and they're right here by my side. If you think about it, let's take the cave scene, take out Dumbledore, put in Ron and Hermione, the three of them together. I think they could have figured out that cave. Yeah. And Dumbledore would still be alive. I mean, I really think Hermione was probably going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting, but I, that that to me when he was when the friends were like oh we're gonna come with you I think Harry had one of those moments where he was like no don't because he's Actually. like he thought he needed to do it alone yeah yeah but then he's like wait I I couldn't get the last even though it was a fake Horcrux I couldn't have gotten that without it there had to be, be two done. people for that yeah so so then he's like I think he probably did like a quick calculation where he's like you know what even though I don't want to endanger my friends kind of fucking need them like i need money backup i need to use them as props to get to the horcruxes <laughs> no but i think that there's just i think that's an interesting sort of life lesson that could be taken away from that realization is that uh i think that there are at least in american culture there's a lot of this like pull yourself up by your bootstraps do it yourself yeah. be strong be brave and we have this idea that strength is is going it alone. That makes you brave. That makes you strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not needing anyone to That's help. That's the you. way to do it. Don't need someone. Don't rely on someone. You only have yourself to rely on. Which, you know, which I I have been the person that does that several times in my life. It's very hard for me to ask for help. But on that note, it's like realizing that there are people who not only are willing to help you, but like would love to help you yeah. and being willing to let, to let them. I think that's... Mm -hmm. That's brave is like accepting. Yeah. Letting go of this fear of needing to like prove that you can do it all all by yourself and going like, you know what? Actually, two heads are better than one. Three heads are better yeah. than one. I I will accept your help is. Yeah. I think and two heads plus a Hermione head, which is like eight heads of hair. Yeah. I will say imagine, how good is the head Hermione gives? <sighs> It's a lot to hold on to. I will say, I feel like Ron might have fucked up the cave if he was there. He would have fallen in the water. We might have lost Ron in that No cave. question about it. Ron would have fucked it up. Absolutely. But you know what? We got a, a big adventure ahead of us. We've got one book left. We will be doing, I mean, that's it. That's, that's Half-Blood Prince, you guys. Saturday, we will drop our Book is Better episode. So you'll get us, you know, bitching about what the fuck they missed, which, who boy. They missed a up. lot. They, they missed a fucking lot. And they missed a lot of things that I really wanted to see. They also did one thing really well. And we'll talk doing, about that. We'll talk about it. We'll get, we'll get into all the nitty gritty. And as we're wrapping this up, Nicole, quick predictions about book seven. What do you think we've got coming down the pipeline? Any guesses on? I think there's a lot of people that are going to come back into play. There's going to be a lot of fucking old faces coming back. Obviously not dead faces. Wouldn't it be dope if Cedric Diggory could come back to life? Can't. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I know it's going to be fucking epic. You called me yesterday and said some sort of weird ass theory. What about that? What was my weird ass theory? I don't know. It was about Horcruxes or. Oh, I had a theory. That because he said there's a Horcrux for each house. I had a theory that maybe Dumbledore was a Horcrux himself, like his physical body or maybe his wand or maybe the Phoenix, maybe that somehow Voldemort got his piece of his soul into that. I don't know. Like the, what Voldemort is capable of, it, 
I have no idea how good he really is. And I have no idea what kind of magic is available to him. That is but interesting. But Dumbledore is a Gryffindor. So maybe that was his Gryffindor. Oh, oh, because they said it could be a Gryffindor thing, but there's no real Gryffindor yeah. object. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, we also had uh, one of our patrons who is, has read the book for the first time, hasn't gone to seven. Um, Big John, shout out to all our patrons in the chat, patreon.com slash two filthy nerds to be in the live, live, live productions of each episode uh, every Sunday. His He has sort of a theory that maybe Dumbledore has hor- horcruxes of his own and has like stored himself and he's not really dead. So I thought that was a fun. But that means that means Dumbledore would have had to have murdered people. I mean, Dumbledore doesn't seem like the murdering type. I don't think Dumbledore seems like the murdering in cold blood type. I do think yeah. that like though I don't know of an instance that we've heard or that that where Dumbledore has murdered someone, I feel like I find it hard to believe you get known as the greatest wizard of our time. And you haven't like and you didn't come up with a loophole for something. You didn't whoopsie daisy on a defending yourself against a death eater even once. So you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to kill this one. Like everyone had to be like a, a lesson where they get to live. Maybe. Or maybe Dumbledore thought of something else. Yeah. That could keep him immortal in some way. Who knows? Uh, but we will find out uh, when we get into our next book. And also we're taking... Um, What's it called? We're taking a little palate cleanser next week. So we will be talking Tune about in. Yeah, David Bowie D- David Bowie films. We'll be doing The Labyrinth and The Man Who Fell to Earth. And if you are listening to this right now on Wednesday, the day it's dropped, you can get in on the watch of those this Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And then we will watch Labyrinth and Saturday, which I have never seen. And Saturday, Man Who Fell to Earth at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Just join Patreon. Patreon.com yep. slash two filthy nerds. Do it. All right. See you next time. Bye. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production.